How do you feel about aging? In other words, when you look at your life, do you think your best years are behind you or in front of you? Well, if you were to listen to the media and diet culture, you would think that youth and outer beauty are more important than anything else, especially for women. So, if you want to find out what the key is to what I call enlightened aging, so that you can truly believe that the best is yet to come. If you want to go on that journey with me, well, that's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. So, without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang. And this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So if you want to find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health, and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number 183. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So before we get into today's topic, and it's a juicy one, I'm going to be talking about aging, optimal aging, modern aging, enlightened aging, whatever you want to call it. And it's going to be a really good one. But before we get into it, I want to remind you, if you're listening to this episode on the day it drops, you still have time to sign up. It's a free workshop. It's called Stop Emotional Eating, and it's taking place this Wednesday, July 19th at 4 p.m. So if this is something that you struggle with and it is getting in the way of you achieving your weight loss and wellness goals, I encourage you to go to my website, moxie-club.com, and register there. Again, it's free and it's going to be live. So I'm going to be talking about all the different forms of emotional eating that includes stress eating, that includes mindless eating, like when you're watching TV. It includes eating when you're bored or lonely or sad or frustrated, all of those. And we're going to talk about why we do it. And then I'm going to actually walk you through three different ways you can stop emotional eating, all right? So if you can't make it to the live part of it and you want access to the replay, please register as well. I'm not going to be sending the link out to everybody since not everybody struggles with emotional eating. So if that's something that you definitely want access to, make sure you register, okay? 
So today's topic is all about aging. You can call it optimal aging or modern aging, or my personal favorite right now is enlightened aging. So I was watching an episode of Dr. Phil from earlier this year. It was, I believe, in January of 2023, and it's titled Aging Out Loud. And he had, as one of his guests, the supermodel Paulina Porshkova, who recently wrote a book called No Filter, The Good, the Bad, and the Beautiful. So during this episode... She was talking about pretty privilege, how when she was younger, she really, because of her looks, had a leg up on a lot of people because of her looks. And she has noticed since she's gotten older, so at the time of um, that episode airing, she was 57 years old. So it's still 2023. So she's going to be either 57 or 58 right now. Okay. And it occurred to me as I was listening to this, and I've known this for a while, but I haven't really pointed it out, is that when I talk about diet culture, we're always talking about outer beauty, the size and shape of your body, right? All that good stuff, your fitness level. But diet culture is about both beauty and youth. And so I think what Paulina Porshkova was really pointing out was still about diet culture and its focus on setting the beauty standard as someone who is a particular size and shape and young. So there was another guest on this episode who referred to herself as Barbie. She talked about how when she was younger, that she had the perfect figure. As a matter of fact, she had, her sister had said that if someone didn't pay attention to her when she was younger, that there was actually something wrong with them. Okay. So she talked about how really because of her figure and her looks, she found acceptance in society. That was how she gained acceptance into society. So I find for both individuals, both Paulina and this woman, self-described Barbie, they were basing how they felt about themselves on how other people responded to them. And I have my own version of this. I I was, um, I want to say, 22 or 23 years old at the time. I had graduated from college. I might have been 25, and I wasn't married yet. My mom was very concerned, and she actually said to me, your best years are behind you, which I found, talk about triggering a state of lack, right? (laughs) Like not being enough at that point. So... I think at the time I recognized that she was from a different culture, a different generation, so I didn't put too much weight into that comment. But some of it still, I know I I definitely internalized some of it. And, well, much to my dismay, as I'm watching this episode, there was a social media influencer who was 33 years old, and... On one of her posts, she actually said, 
The most power and social capital a woman will have is in her teens and twenties. So, if that's what you're saying, and you believe that, well, it's no wonder. As we get older, or as you get older, you start feeling less than. So, as a matter of fact, the same influencer had some some trolls. I will say some internet trolls actually make comments like, "A woman's worth dips past twenty five." So, yes, there definitely is a double standard, right? They talk about how. Men age like fine wine, and when you look at the movies and the characters that are portrayed as men get older, it's always like, oh, they get more character and all that good stuff. And women, in some ways, are really expected to stay young in order to be marketable. So I think media and the entertainment industry. Definitely send out these messages about what we're supposed to look like, and if we're not careful, we will be programmed and conditioned to believe that, in fact, this is what we're supposed to look like in order to be acceptable, in order to be attractive, and in order to be loved. Right? As a matter of fact, as we get older, some of the women were actually talking about how they feel like they're invisible. They're treated like no, like people will won't even see them. Look around them. So I think there are some possible explanations for this. So first, and I'm not wait now. When I say explanations, I'm not saying it excuses the behavior. I'm just saying there's some possible explanations. All right. So the first is. About evolution. So, when you think about our life, and Paulina talks about this, how、um, in nature there are four seasons: there's spring, summer, fall, and winter. And one of the things that she points out is that women are supposed to stay forever spring. Okay, as opposed to accepting that, like just like nature, we. Appreciate the beauty of spring, but it's different from summer, fall, and winter. But they're all beautiful, and so she's trying to encourage society to appreciate the beauty of each season of life, which I think is a wonderful message. At the same time, I would say that if you're relying on outside validation, external validation to feel good. It's a really slippery slope. You are basically relying on external forces for your inner happiness, for your own happiness. So, all right. So, going back to the evolution thing. So, when you think about survival of a species, we have a reproductive drive. So. In the animal world, when you think about like peacocks, right? The male has those beautiful feathers as a way to attract a mate. And in humans, it's kind of gotten flipped, where it's kind of like the woman is supposed to be the attractive one, right, to attract that male for reproductive purposes. So that's one possible explanation. Like our childbearing years were at our optimal in that earlier part of life. 
it's the time when we're least likely to have health issues, right? So I'm just talking about pure biology here. So the second possible, possible explanation is that when we talk about media, when we talk about the entertainment industry and fashion, it really is limited to what a camera can capture. And so it, it has to focus on outer beauty. I say a possible explanation, okay? <laughs> because obviously there is a double standard when it comes to physical appearance, where women have to continue to stay young in order to be considered attractive and men get to age like fine wine. But also keep in mind that the rules are different. For men, success is measured in terms of power, in terms of wealth. So women aren't judged in those same ways. Again, we're talking about this very traditional way. And well, we can do better. That's why I call it enlightened aging. Like we can do better, right? So if we talk about the media and you look at what some people refer to as acts of rebellion, you can see famous celebrities like Jamie Lee Curtis and Jane Fonda who have let their hair go gray and have resisted getting plastic surgery. Paulina Porshkova is another one who has really tried, even though her, her financial, her success has been based on being a supermodel. So I understand that for her, trying to rebel against that can be really tricky. But when you look at rebellion, I think COVID-19, the pandemic, actually helped push some of that along too because so many hair salons were closed that women, a lot of women stopped dyeing their hair. So if marketing, and again, marketing is all about creating demand. So what is the marketing machine trying to create demand for? And how does it go about doing it? Well, if marketing says, this is how you want to look. And if you don't look this way, and it makes you feel less than and not enough, if you buy this stuff, you'll feel better. That's the promise. So if you buy into that, then you're buying into all of this stuff, which loosely I label anti-aging. Okay. So again, going back to Paulina's four seasons, instead of being stuck in that forever spring where beauty is all about youth and outside appearance, let's talk about what it would look like if we were to optimize all four seasons of life. So back in 2015, I discovered the Functional Aging Institute, which was founded by Dan Ritchie and Cody Sipe. So this is when I owned Pacific Heights Health Club. And they talked about how that group of people that are 50 and up, we have the financial resources right? We can spend money. <laughs> and if we talk about quality of life, what are your expectations? When you picture a senior citizen, like when I was growing up, a senior citizen was someone frail, someone hunched over, walking with a cane. 
Well, as I get closer and closer, and in some cases I'm already considered a senior because I'm 57, Walgreens considers me a senior, okay? If your expectations are still about going through your bucket list and traveling and doing the things you want to do, then that gradual loss of muscle that comes with age, known as sarcopenia, we can fight that. So functional aging was about functional fitness in people who were older, meaning how do we rebuild and keep the muscle that we may have lost because we were really sedentary while we were working. Or maybe you weren't and you just want to slow down the aging process in your body. Okay, so in 2015, I attended the Functional Aging Institute Summit and I was introduced to Mark Middleton and his organization, Growing Boulder. And this was not just about fitness, this was about mindset. And I remember Mark, in his keynote address, he talked about a 70-year-old man who learned how to pole vault. 70 years old. Pole vaulting is physically challenging. And what was really amazing was were the brain scans that he showed of this person and effect that learning a new physical skill had on the man's brain health. And his brain looked like someone who was in their 30s. There wasn't the atrophy that you see in older brains, older adult brains. So more recently, I met Jay Croft, who has the Optimal Aging Podcast. And he actually is also the founder of Prime Fit Content. So he is looking at marketing and he's noticed as he got older that there was less and less marketing for people who were 50 and up. So again, we talk about we have the spending power and yet people are saying, oh, we don't want to sell you anything. That seems very interesting, right? So he is actually working with business owners to help market to that older population, the 50 and up population. So what do I want you to get out of this episode? When you hear anti-aging, right? I think that implies that we want to resist aging. And what I think would be would be better for, for you and for me, better for us to think, we want to think in terms of, well, aging, if we're lucky, is going to happen. So instead of fighting it, let's optimize. So optimal aging, enlightened aging, aging well, any of these things, aging gracefully, all of those things I think are much better ways to think about it. And when we talk about anti-aging creams as an example, I am not saying not to moisturize your skin. As a matter of fact, I would say since skin is our largest organ and I'm all about self-care, moisturizing is about taking care of our skin, this organ. Just like exercise or movement is about taking care of your body. And if you're doing it from a place of self-love and acceptance, as opposed to coming from this place of not enough and I need to do this in order to be accepted, that's the big difference. 
that internal world and what you're saying to yourself, right? Then I say go for it. Go ahead and use all the anti-aging creams, but maybe cover the label, <laughs> right? Same thing with like the expression 50 is the new 30. What does that actually mean to you? Does it mean that you want to be 30? Or does that mean that we're taking better care of ourselves? So now our bodies are as good as when we were 30, right? Despite the wear and tear, because we're taking good care of it, it's not like um, that expression, rode hard and put away wet. So anybody who has horses knows what I'm talking about, right? So this is about taking care of ourselves. So before I let you go, I want to encourage you to go check out the YouTube channel of these two women, Elisa and Lily. The YouTube channel is called Style Like You. I will include a link in the show notes. It's style, S-T-Y-L-E, like, L-I-K-E, you, the letter U. And they are all about beauty, but beauty from the inside out, where you're radiating beauty as opposed to beauty that's only skin deep. Okay? So they are also, I believe, the folks behind the documentary series, What's Underneath. And they interviewed Paulina Porskova. And during the interview, the person goes from being fully dressed down to their underwear. So again, it's all about rebelling, if you will, against that marketing machine that's trying to sell us stuff and wanting us to feel less than in order to then buy their products to feel better. And as the founder of Style Like You talked about, she said, and I love this, she said, life is about uncovering your value. Right, the preciousness of your life, which means that over time we improve. It, right, that's, That value improves with time as we continue to grow, as we become happier and more comfortable in our own skin. So this is about owning your life. Okay, So while we wait for society to embrace this idea of enlightened aging, or enlightened beauty, whatever you want to call it. Don't be dependent on what other people think. I know it's an easy thing to say, but it can be a really hard thing to do. And that's why I love coaching, because it really is about helping you uncover those self-limiting beliefs and learning how to reframe them to be self-lifting. And you really do get to believe, get to experience what it means to have a life well-lived. Okay? So, before I wrap things up, again, I want to remind you that the Stop Emotional Eating Workshop is this coming Wednesday, July 19th, 2023 at 4 p.m. So, if you're listening to this at some other point in time, <laughs> it's probably past, okay? And if you're catching it earlier and you aren't able to attend live, feel free to register so you can get the replay link. And lastly, 
before I end. If you've been hearing a little tinkling in the background, <laughs> that tinkling noise is actually my eight and a half month old puppy, Moxie, who, well, there's a lot going on right now. And so she was at home and playing. And well, her collar has a couple of tags that make her tinkle, that make that tinkling noise. <laughs> so I apologize if it was distracting. It was distracting while I was recording. It took a lot of concentration, but hopefully you got what you needed out of today's episode. All right. So I'm going to wrap things up today with a quote by Francis Bacon. The best part of beauty is that which no picture can express. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember... Making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.